What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J Red Show. Um, on this show, I want to talk about the Buffalo Sabers. Um, Buffalo Sabers general manager Kevin Adams reevaluated Ralph, Ralph Kruger amid his team woes. Um, Adams says it's just flat out not good enough. That he's angry. He's hope he's all angry. He hopes the fans are angry. Um, Kevin Adams said that he has the authority to fire um, Ralph Krueger. Um, he says that Jack Eichel has not demanded a trade yet. So, for this press conference, I really liked what I heard from Kevin Adams. Um. First of first thing I like to hear is that he has the authority to fire Ralph Kruger and not the Pagulas. I like that Jack Eichel hasn't demanded a trade yet. Um I like that he's angry and that he's not using the pandemic as an excuse for this team's failure on the ice. But now he needs to put that into practice. As they say, actions speak louder than words. And Kevin Adams needs to prove himself to be different and better than than Tim Murray and Jason Botterill. And it did not sound like he gave Ralph Kruger a vote of confidence. Um, and I highly doubt that Kruger is going to be coaching this team next year. I could be wrong, but it does sound like Kevin Adams is getting ready to move on from Ralph Kruger, and the only reason they haven't yet is because of financial issues, because he's tied up by the Pagulas. So, plus it is going to be very difficult to... um to f- to fire the coach with this pandemic and with this and with uh, the Sabres playing a game pretty much almost every other night they play the New York Islanders three nights in a row so i am cautiously optimistic that Ralph Kruger is going to be fired in the off season but the problem is the pagulas should not be making this hire the next hire as they missed, as they whiffed on three coaches in a row. But even to that, there is a little bit of hope that the Pagulas will not be making that higher. On Twitter, uh, um, a Twitter handle named Anthony, whose Twitter handle is D, capital D, capital B, lowercase t, uppercase B, Uppercase A, lowercase N-T-H. Anthony said that the Buffalo Sabres were for sale. That the Pagulas were selling the team. And a lot of people in Buff, a lot of people in Buffalo and a lot of Sabres fans probably temporarily rejoiced thinking that the nightmare of the Pagula era was finally coming to an end. But Chad De- Demonics 
debunked that and said, um, no, the Pagulas are not completely selling, but they are looking for help running the team. So, I don't know exactly what that means. I don't know if they're looking for a president of hockey operations, if they're going to have a business partner like what um, Larry Quinn was to Tom Galasano. But if this is true, this is very good news. As frustrated and disappointed as I am with the Pagulas, I do not want them to sell the team. What I want is for them to get some help and to make this next coaching hire work. Um, I also want them to hire somebody with experience to work alongside Kevin Adams. They are rich. They are the sixth richest owners in the league. Um, they have a desire to win the Stanley Cup. Um, they've been good for the city with the Harbor Center and preventing the Bills from moving. But their ownership of the Buffalo Sabres needs to change. And... I have cautious optimism with this tweet and with Kevin Am's press conference. I am cautiously optimistic that there's going to be some positive changes for this franchise this spring. For most fans, this is probably the lowest they ever felt about the Sabres. And I'm not going to blame them for that. But this that tweet... And Kevin Adams' press conference has given me hope that the Pagulas will change things for the better. But we shall see. Do you think this is the end of the line for um, Kevin Adams? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. The Buffalo Bills have extended Micah Hyde to a two-year, $23 million contract. I think this is a very good move. Um... Three more years, if it goes to the max, will be eight years. This was a fine and a big hit by McDermott. This one precedes Benino. It likely drops the cap number for next year, and guaranteed signing bonuses is probably spread out over three years, making it easier to cut him at any time after next year. This is a move to help free up cap space. I think this is a very good move, and... um. Now the Bills are trying to find a way to improve their pass rush um, as they were unable to get J.J. Watt. Watt went to the Arizona Cardinals. A bit of a surprising move because I thought J.J. Watt was I thought J.J. Watt was going to go to a legit contender like Green Bay or Buffalo or Tampa Bay or Kansas City. Arizona's oh looks Arizona's looking good. They have a promising young quarterback in Kyler Murray, but I'm not sure that was the best option for for um Watt to go to. Even Cleveland would have been a better option. So um the 
Buffalo Bills are for the Bills pass rusher. They're for the Bills are the Bills are gonna have to build from within and hope Jerry Hughes can take the next step. Good edge rushers are hard to find. Nine of the top thirteen edge rush edge rushing sack leaders in 2020 were first round picks. None of those bowled particularly well for the Bills in their bid to enhance the pass rush. But um, the good thing is pass rushers do tend to age well. Jerry Hughes will turn 33 on August 13th. There have been 24 edge rushers who have recorded six or more sacks at age of 33 or older in the past 10 seasons. They've done it 36 times, so almost four players a year at 33 or older have been some... T- some- Substantial contributors to their sack total. I do hope the Bills can restructure his deal and keep him on board. He's a leader on this team, and even though he's not as good as he once was, he's still serviceable. Last year, he was tied for 44th in the league in quarterback pressures. I'm willing to bet that he's subbed out quite a bit more than the 43 guys ahead of him. The next closest defensive end on the team is Mario Addison at 146. And then Espinosa at 224. Um, they do need a top flight defensive end, but I think there's room for guys like Hughes. Having missed out on Watt, I hope the Bills can bring in Ryan Kerrigan or a similar type of player to play on the other end at the cut in Butler and Addison. Then bring in Tyler Sheevan or Aim McNeil in the third round and an edge rusher on day two or early day three. I don't think there'll be any edge prospects left at number 30. That'll be at good value. Joe Marino on the Lockdown Bills podcast did a great episode the other day explaining how ineffective pass rushes picked in the last quarter have been. I, um, the first defensive line group in this scenario is Hughes. A, for the first one is a Hughes, a fourth-round pick, Jordan Smith and then from UAB, and then Bam Johnson. Then you have Starla Tule, Eric Phillips, third-round pick, Tyler Sheehan from LSU. Third option is Oliver Jefferson or Zimmer, or the fourth one, Kerrigan Espinosa. I think Star Tule's presence would allow everyone to play in the spots that suit them best, especially Oliver and Jefferson, and that Sheldon could help develop and become our future one tech. Oliver and Espinosa will hopefully take the next steps in their development as well. Phillips end of the year ended the year strong and will be another uh, and will be another year on from his injury. Kerrigan could provide the steadiness and production production that Murphy couldn't in his time with the Bills and mentor younger guys. Jordan Smith is the type of tools he pass rush prospect. I love I love in the mid rounds he thinks he can have chances to be great. Bam Johnson is mostly a special teamer at this point. Both he and Zimmer who are like to have Fired out for the last spot in the situation. So, what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRed Show. On to around the league. Um, what should the Montreal Canadiens do with Thomas Tatar? Um, he had a career year with 58 points over 80 games in 2018-2019. He followed it up with another career year of 61 points in 1920, with just 18 in the 14 contests this year. With, with with just eight in his 14 contests this year, he's cooled off quite a bit. Um, he was an essential camp dump for the Vegas Golden Knights, in order to be for them to be a, to in order for them to be able to afford a contract extension on the incoming Max Pacioretty move. For as much noise as Tatar's made on the ice, 
There has been complete, complete silence when it comes to contracts or trade talks, at least as far as when it's been publicly released. Um, Tatar was a healthy scratch versus the Maple Leafs. The problem with Tatar is he doesn't have good playoff stats, especially with Vegas and the, and the Canadians. 11 points in 35 career playoff games. This is not criticism of his overall play. He was a throw-in for patches and he's been great. But Bergevin has been not breaking the bank for a 30-year-old with that playoff history. Even though Tatar's playoff performances are great, are not great, I think the team has to hold him on ton to him. Maybe the fact that he'll be the biggest contract for his life coming up. Montreal has a one-year window of making the cup run before they to deal with expansion and free agency. I figure four of the present players will, won't be back. The Canadians' window is a long shot. They, they need everyone from the pre- present lineup to be ready for the playoffs. It will be a huge mistake to trade away at free agency. With Cass probably locked for the next two years, I'd offer a five million, five-year $5 million offer. That's the same I would offer Denote, and I would, and and no. So, what are your thoughts here on Twitter at J Red Show? On to the NBA. Um, Blake Griffin and the Pistons agree to, the buy, to a buyout. Um, it's no surprise no trade could be found once Griffin and the Pistons mutually decided his Detroit days were over on February fifteenth. He's having the worst seat of his career. Worst season of his career with 12.3 points, 5.2 rebounds, and 3.9 assists. It's sad to see his career deteriorate like that. Um, the Pistons could have told Blake no, and then Blake would have said okay, and then came to work every day as a member of the Pistons to collect his $39 million. Do you think going down that road is more beneficial to the Pistons? Honestly, it could be in that maybe Blake plays himself into a better shape and then they could trade him as an expiring contract next year instead of having dead money next year but as pursuing that long shot is worth it for the Pistons or saving a few bucks on the cap get another roster spot for another young guy. So what are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. The NBA All-Star Game is this weekend. Um... Do people care about all-star games anymore? Do people really watch them? I mean, I used to love them as a kid, seeing all the best athletes on um, one court, on one field, or one court, or one ice. I do like the idea of an all-star draft. I mean, LeBron James killed it with Steph, Luka, LeBron, Giannis, and Yoki. Um, much like last draft, he selected players they could handle the ball. And less and playoff. Also, Lucas, Steph, and Jokic around the Giannis. So much sp- spacing, and also as players in their own right in different ways. Giannis and LeBron James are barreling down the court. Who are you going to stop? If both, then you have Steph, Luca, and Jokic shooting threes. Reserves for LeBron are all defensive players and have more size than T- Durant's roster. Those reserves are going to get stops, and cycle continues with the starters. Doing what detail above. Really the only ones who is not lead is Jalen Brown. But he's still pretty decent. UFC um, 259 is this weekend. As Blasiewicz takes on Adesnea. Adesnea might be the best athlete 
playing this weekend. Um, what he's done in UFC is incredible. Um, he's a perfect 20-0 and 0 in mixed martial arts with a 75-5 and 5 kickboxing record and a 5-1 and 1 boxing record. So, he's a favorite to win this fight, but he provides some much-needed star power to the UFC. So, what are your thoughts, him on Twitter at JRedShow? Back to the Sabres, they play the New York Islanders three games in a row. They lost their last game 5-2. to um, Dobson got his second goal. Martin his third goal. Bailville his second goal. Eberle his ninth goal. And Martin his fourth goal for the um, Islanders. Taylor Hall got his second goal. Rasmus Rosalina got his third goal. Marcy had two goals in the game. Um, Zizekis had two assists. Eichel had his 14th point, and Reinhardt his 8th point on Rich Lyons' goal, and Egan his second assist on Taylor Hall's goal. Last night, Bruins beat the Capitals 5-1. Blackhawks beat the Lightning 4-3. Blues beat the Kings 3-2. Avalanche defeat the Ducks 3-2. Wild beat the Coyotes 5-1. Gold Knights defeat the Sharks 5-4 in overtime. In basketball, the New York Knicks defeat the Detroit Pistons 114-104. The Knicks are having a very good year at 19-18. Well, it's good for Knicks. Bat this is a good year for Knicks basketball, but they look like they're a team on, on the rise. Peyton had 20 points and 6 rebounds um, and 4 assists. For the um, Pistons, Elton had 17 points and 3 assists. Boston beat Toronto 132-125. Washington beat the Clippers 119-117. Denver beat the Indiana Pacers 113-103. Milwaukee defeated Memphis 112-111. Miami 103-93 over New Orleans. Oklahoma over 107-102 over San Antonio. Portland 123-119 over Sacramento. And Phoenix defeated Golden State 122-98. On to English Premier League. Um, Tottenham defeat Fulham 1-0. Everton defeated West Brom 1-0. And Chelsea defeated um, Liverpool 1-0. In the deck game, Mason Mount got his... Scored his 19th goal in the 42nd minute. So what are your thoughts on sports? Hit me on Twitter at Jared Show, And I will see you later.